The following podcast is a presentation of Project Entertainment Network. Welcome to Vicious Whispers with Mark Tullius, your source for horror, sci-fi, suspense, and all things violent. Hey, what's up, guys? Thank you so much for joining me today on Vicious Whispers with Mark Tullius. Today's episode 157. At the end, I will read an either one or two scenes from Try Not Die at Grammy's house. Depends on how much time we have. We might have a little bit more time than usual because today is Thursday. I'm filming this a day early uh, and I don't have as much to talk about. And I'm not in as good of a, well, I'm in a great mood. I'm not as maybe not as high energy. Usually I am filming it Friday mornings after working out with yoga and then weights. Uh, today though, Thursdays are usually just chill, yin yoga, uh, super light, super easy super relaxed um and i might have smoked a little too much but it's all good let's do this all right one re- the reason i am filming it today instead of tomorrow when you're watching this is that i am taking my son to knott's berry farm for his birthday with his buddy um we just went a couple weeks ago you guys heard about it last week and had a lot of fun i'd always been kind of afraid of roller coasters afraid that i was going to mess up my neck was part of it but then also just being scaredish you know scared shitless from going super fast and whatever just never really been a roller coaster person i guess or not for a long time um but i was talking with my son about that today on how both of us got over that fear and although it's taken me to be 49 years old to finally get over it um yeah tomorrow when we go i'm not going to be scared of those same rides i might have a little bit of the same fear but there's no question like that i'm going to go on the ride and so knowing that, I was like, well, why even have any fear and just enjoy it? Like, I really did enjoy it last time. Um, so that's just how I'm psyching myself up for tomorrow, hoping I don't wuss out on any of these rides. And that's a nice thing. I was like, I know I never would. Um, so no matter how scared I am, I'm not going to let an eight or nine-year-old uh, show me up. I swore that to myself. All right. What else is going on? Um, did some really cool hypnosis yesterday. Um that was really good. That's with Lifecraft Hypnosis, uh, Alexandra Colmer. It's been really cool. Um, yesterday we were going over, every week is a different emotion. Uh, we've gone over like fear, sadness, anger. Anger is a big one. Um, this past week was hurt and it didn't take me long to get through it. So she had set us, she had already created a whole little uh, program for me on another one to deal with anger. Uh, put me in a really deep trance and it was awesome it was relaxing i didn't think i was even going to be able to relax because there was a lot of noise in the house i had actually come down here i was sitting in my sauna with it turned off wasn't very comfortable but man when she put me in the trance i was completely relaxed it was really cool gave me some uh another great tool to deal with anger and how i react because earlier that morning i had you know i had an angry outburst i wasn't happy with that i talked to alexandra about that she put me through the this cool deep trance uh this program that she wrote it was awesome i heard lots of these messages uh all other ones you know they're going to your subconscious uh but it was cool and i was aware of it uh came out feeling awesome uh like i had another tool to deal with anger that i won't react the same way uh, and it's also a good reminder that, yes, I'm human, I'm going to get angry, uh, but I'm able to catch it a little bit sooner. I'm breaking those old habits. And so, uh, yeah, I will start reacting 
better and it is changing. So thank you to Alexandra for all the help with that. So this past week, I did some more stuff on TikTok with Derek. Uh, not as much as I had originally set out to do, but I am staying pretty consistent with it and doing some other uh, little videos here and there. I think that's probably where I'm going to be the most active. It's easy to put stuff up there and then put it on other places. Um, and then on Facebook, I'm still in that dark and disturbing fear-filled fiction group. Although I'm realizing just how difficult it is to get members to see posts, even in a private group. So uh, Facebook is very frustrating and I don't know how long I will be on there. I do like having interactions with people, but you know, if that's not happening because of how Facebook's algorithm works or whatever other bullshit there is, um, then what can you do? But anyhow, let's answer a question from someone in that group. Someone that has been an awesome reader for a very, very long time. I think from the very start, Rebecca Dotson, I didn't know her. I think she... I think she started out with Brightside and she's been leaving reviews, been super cool uh, this whole time. She had a question from a couple weeks ago. I forgot what it was. Oh, I forgot to answer it. I was too busy crying and doing all the other things on this. Um, but she asked what my favorite book was that I wrote. And I was thinking about that. It's kind of a tough one. Um, can't really go with Twist Reunion or Untold Mayhem or any of those because those were short stories that were written over a long period of time. Um, and even though I reworked a lot of them, you know, in a year or whatever time period, um, I still don't feel like those were books that I could do that. And the same thing with the Try Not to Dies because they weren't completely mine. Uh, you know, I wouldn't say that one of those was my favorite either. 25 Perfect Days, again, short stories. Um, so probably not my favorite. I had a lot of fun writing individual ones. And so that really only leaves Bright Side, Beyond Bright Side, Ain't No Messiah. And I think that's it. Because de definitely not the nonfiction. Those I did not have fun writing. Um, those are both very difficult. Those were not my favorite books to write. Although I think the TBI book is probably my most important book. Um, yeah, definitely not my the most fun to write. I had a lot of fun with Brightside. That was my first novel. Beyond Brightside was really cool. That was fun. That was violent. It was a lot of action. But I would say the favorite book to write was Ain't No Messiah. That one was a challenge. It was a lot bigger. Uh, I think 100,000 words. But And with Easter coming up, I was like, what better time to talk about it? Because Christ has died. Christ is risen. Christ must die again. What? Uh, it was a lot of fun exploring this exploring religion, sexuality. Um, I felt really terrible for the main character, Joshua. Um, yeah, I just knew that I was going to have to put him through some terrible, terrible stuff. Uh, really sad. So that part was tough, uh, but I had a lot of fun with it. I think it's probably, uh, I can't wait to finish up the goddamn series. That's what sucks. I really want to do the bridge. Maybe I'll start on that. I just need to finish up Death Pass, and then I need to finish up Back at Grandma's House, and then I need to finish up fucking Summer Camp, which is coming, and then I need to finish up Trying to Die of Wild West, and then I need to finish, god damn it, there is a bunch of Trying Not to Die's coming up. So, probably will not see the bridge for a while. Maybe I could pull it out. This week, I was thinking about pulling out a short story, just forcing myself to get a short story done, just something extra on top of everything else. And then I realize I'm an idiot and I should just do what I'm supposed to be doing, which is right now finishing up trying not to die at Death Fest. Speaking of Death Fest, this week has been pretty good. I just, I finalized 
when I say finalize, I finalize my version of a death scene that I then give to Glenn. I say, hey man, fix this shit up because I don't know exactly how you're seeing it. Here's kind of like a rough outline. Here's just like, you know, you could fix the speech, you could change whatever, the clothing, you know, fix it up, flush it out, add to it, extend desk, whatever else. So I finished up three of those, maybe four of those. I'm sending those to him today. Um, he's going to send me his documents today of what he was working on. And then we'll talk this afternoon on Skype, go over it, and then keep going forward. Uh, really excited. I don't know if I talked about this death scene last week or not, but um, yeah, I'm really excited about the one I get to write today. That's the one in the porta potty. Guys, jaw gets smashed in, so completely broken, hanging open, and then he gets dunked and drowned in the shit below. Uh, so that one's going to be a lot of fun. Use on all, all the senses on that one. Um, that's the kind of stuff that makes me enjoy doing what I do. Uh, and then I also get to write a scene with a sword um, that is going to at least cut off some finger spurs. And then I don't know what else is going to get hacked up and how long the death scene will be, but it should be pretty painful. It should be pretty, uh, yeah, pretty brutal. So that's what I will be working on today. All right, guys, since I don't have a lot to talk about, let's make this a short one. I don't want to waste your time and I got some stuff to do. So let's go to trying to at grandma's house. At the end of the last scene, you had three choices. Try to help Sam out through the storm doors, fight the beast with a tire iron, or pull out Sam and try to escape around the beast. Let's go with the first one. Try to help Sam out through the storm doors. Sounds like a good idea. I don't care if I ever set foot out of this place. Sam needs to escape, so I shove and push her little body. Her head scrapes against the edges of the storm doors. The beast roars. It's charging. I keep pushing. Sam screams and cries, but I drive her forward. Her ears begin to fold and split. I hear the skin tearing even through her agony. I hear it even as the beast growls and slices through the air with its long calcified claws. They shred through the back of my shirt and I just keep shoving. David, please, Sam says. I finally stop shoving and realize how trapped she is. Her entire head is wedged and I know I need to pull her back. But the beast claws at my legs and the back of my thighs tear. The beast jumps on me. My feet slip on the gravel. The entire weight of both me and the beast slam onto Sam's little body. Blood spills as the storm door slice through her skull. If she were to turn, the top of her head would pop off like one of those anatomy skulls from biology class. But she can't turn. She can't blink or breathe or even twitch. She's dead. Good job. All right. Wrong choice. All right, let's try to fight the beast with a tire iron. That's got to be it, right? Fight the beast with a tire iron. Seems like a good idea. What? Okay, it's not. You also die if you fight the beast with a tire iron. Pretend I read it. All right, let's go with the real answer then. That's pull out Sam and try to escape around the beast. The beast is 15 feet away. Sam's trying to shove her face through the tiny opening, but there's no way she's going to make it. I pull her back and say, we need to go around him. She rubs her cheeks and looks around. How? The room is about 30 feet wide. There's no way we can both go the same way. The beast will cut us off. The drugs haven't completely worn off and it staggers a bit on its legs, but it's moving in, claws open by its thighs. Even in the dark, I can see the patches of exposed raw flesh. It's only 10 feet from me. I swing the tire iron to keep it back. It cocks its head to the side. Those glowing red eyes studying me. 
It's probably deciding which part to feast on first. Slowly, I grab Sam's arm. Go all the way to the left. Stay close to the wall. Just go straight upstairs and don't look back. No, I'm not leaving you. We don't have a choice. We have to split up. Screw that, Sam says. She jumps out from behind me and starts pointing. Get away from us. You hear me? You get away. You kill my brother. The beast's deafening roar sends Sam stumbling back. She trips and falls on her butt. The beast starts to crouch. In a flash, he's on top of her, and I start whacking his back and flank with a tire iron. The fleshy smacks have little effect, but I just keep swinging. Get off my sister! With one big backhanded swing, the beast sends me flying to the wall. My head smacks against the stone. I fall. I can't breathe, and I see it coming through each painful blink. Sam's screaming, but I can't see her. Only the beast reaching for my throat. I start crawling to the left, trying to get to my feet, but the beast grabs my ankle. I kick, my fingers digging through the gravel as the beast pulls me back. Again, I twist, and somehow I'm free. I look back, and the beast is holding my sneaker. It brings it up to its nose and sniffs. It looks like he's enjoying it and maybe wants to eat it. He gives a little whimper, then a blast. The beast roars and spins. Its arms flail wildly, and its knees buckle. It tries to shake it off, but the drug is too powerful. Like a falling tree, the lumbering beast crashes to the ground. Grandma Barb is standing in the doorway with a tranquilizer gun. A thin tendril of smoke wept up from the barrel. The kids need to get upstairs. Sam and I back out of the garage and into the lab. Neither of us takes our eyes off the sleeping beast, which now just looks like an overgrown teddy bear losing its fur. Grandma Barb isn't taking any chances this time. She's locked us in a closet. We can hear shuffling down below in the lab, the soft rattling of chains. She must be securing the beast. I don't know how she's lifting it, though. The thing must have been seven feet tall and more than 250 pounds. I keep seeing its face and glowing red eyes, which only dimmed as he fell to his knees. It was almost sad. Sam's trying to pick the lock, but realizes it's a deadbolt. I've never seen one on a closet before. I wonder if Tim spent time in here. We have to get out now, Sam says. Help me break this down. No. David, they're downstairs. Now's our chance. I don't want to move. The adrenaline has worn off and I'm back to that woozy exhaustion. Plus, we're alive. Grandma could have shot us too, but she didn't. Sure, she could walk up those stairs and slit our throats, but we're here breathing. I just need to sit. Sam's shaking me. Get up. Okay, so you got two choices. You could either help Sam break down the door, or you can wait for Sam to calm down and figure out the best way to stay alive. So help her break down the door, or figure out the best way to stay alive and calm down. All right, guys, good luck. I'm off to have some fun with my son and his friend this weekend. Hope you do something cool, and I will talk to you later. Peace. This has been a presentation of the Project Entertainment Network.